0: Welcome to the creative rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple.
1: We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. We are so glad to have you here. And today is a special, today is a special epi. The
0: Creative Rise podcast. But Chrissy, as you guys learned last week, doesn't like when I say the Creative Rise podcast when I (laughs) welcome you guys, because we've already said that. So it's the show now.
1: Yes, exactly. It's it's now the show. It's the show. (laughs) The famous show. But we, this is a fun show, fun episode, because we have our very, very first guest on the show, we're adding a person to our little three person two person show. So we are so excited to interview this person, and they are just so rad. And you guys it's We actually an interesting switched, episode. Up, we actually interesting switched episode. up the topic midway through the conversation because we stumbled upon something that was just so good. It was even. It was
0: fascinating. Better
1: than what we thought. It was fascinating, so we just
0: dove a little bit deeper on it. So we're probably maybe gonna have Ed back on the show. Probably gonna have 100% gonna have Ed back on the show at some point to talk about what he came on to talk about. So the topic for today is how to stand out in a noise-filled world, and you're gonna have to listen to this podcast to see where we go with it, Mm. because the first half of the podcast was about that, and it's super good. And then we switched it up a little bit. Uh, It all kind of falls under that, but. It's, a, it's an exciting episode. It's so really exciting. we're chatting today with my buddy, Edward Lee. Edward is a Seattle-based filmmaker, uh, arguably the most creatively inspiring, uh, one of the most consistent dudes I know. And that is something we all strive to be. So we thought we'd have him on the show and talk to us about how he is so good at those things, what, you know, cuts him um, to be so yeah, proficient at that stuff and how he can encourage you guys to do it as well. But again, there's a little bit of a surprise in this episode. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Listen on in. What's up everybody? Welcome, Ed. Welcome to the show, bro. You are the first guest we have ever had on the Creative Rise Welcome. podcast. Welcome, so, Ed. yeah. This is special.
2: This is I'm, special. Uh, I'm honored. I'm honored to be the first guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me.
0: This is going to be a jam. Little disclaimer, we just said to Ed as well that we're going to try and keep this to our regular episode length because both Christy and I and Ed know that the three of us could probably jam for a few hours we straight on chatty. things. So we could get a little bit chatty. I know I can get a little bit chatty. So we're going to try and keep this thing concise. We're going to keep it intentional because that's what the show is all about, is helping you guys break the creative struggle. And so that's what we brought Ed on. Ed is a friend of mine, as we just said, as we intro him. And he's a friend of the show and he's got some really, really cool stuff to say. i love watching. Ed's probably one of my favorite people online to watch for a couple reasons and reasons that we're talking about today. And so we're going to get all into it. Again, the show is all about Ed, as we said, breaking the creative struggle. You know that. We know that. And I think you do that so well. And the second part of that is we believe breaking the creative struggle should be simple, which I also think you do really well. If I look at your brand online, I look at your business model, how you do things. It just looks very simple. It looks consistent, and it looks simple. And for that reason, it grows. And I think that's one of the things that I know I've struggled with a ton in my career at certain times is being consistent. And I think that's what a lot of people also struggle with. I know Christy could probably nod her head to that. Uh, yeah. And so I admire your consistency, brother. So we want to talk all about stuff like that today. So today's topic, before we get into a couple of rapid fires here, are how to stand out in a noise-filled world. This is something, again, you do so well. We admire that about you. And we know you've got some juice for the people listening to the show on how they can do that as well. So a couple of cool. rapid fires for you.
1: Yeah, And So we are going to blast you a few questions and you can just rapid fire answer them for us so that the people listening can get to know you a little bit better so where are you from ed
2: okay rapid fires are like a button where i gotta hit it and be like ding i got the (laughs) answer
1: (laughs) we should get those for the next game. yeah
2: we should we're gonna ship you a like that was easy button or something (laughs) yeah did you say where i was from yeah where are from okay yeah i'm from seattle washington in the states yep
1: sweet
0: sweet and how long you been a professional creative
2: i've probably been professionally working maybe for four years now but yeah, I've kind of been dabbling into creative work like pretty much ever since middle school, so. Sweet, yeah. Sweet. that's Love cool.
1: It. Okay, this is my favorite question. This is a fun one. What's something you've bombed in your career?
2: Like just blew just, up, it stopped, just sucked. Just a
1: fail, just a funny fail. Oh. What's something that you have just bombed at?
2: Dude, that's funny. No one's ever asked me that question. I'm trying to think <laughs> right now. Like, I don't know, really. Like something that I've really bombed at. I, I feel like I don't have anything that stands out to me like that. I just bomb things all the time, you know? Just <laughs> it's just like a Yeah, habit. it's a consistent bomb. Yeah, always failing, always learning, but I don't have any like standout ones. I just think that I'm pretty calculative in my decision making. And yeah. so right. I try to minimize the so Make sure chances. nobody finds yeah. out about the bombs. Exactly. Yeah. Or or I try to make sure it's like a landmine and not a bomb, you know. Yes. So like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got Perfect. you. I love that.
0: Okay. Last little rapid fire here. What's a quick dream you have in your career that people might not know about yet?
2: So a dream of mine is probably, I talk about this in my content a lot, but right now I'm focused heavily on the business side of things. So like if I were to give it a split, it'd be like 90% business, 10% creativity. I would love to get to a point where I just have systems in place where I don't have to worry about business at all. Mm. And I could just focus specifically on honing in on my craft and just becoming like the best creative that I possibly can. Wow. Yeah. That's super cool. So I love that. Creative creative. He's a you're creative a creative
1: creative. He's a creative creative. I love that. That's cool. Yeah.
2: Look at his colors. You just look
0: at his colors and you're like, yo, he's a creative <laughs> you creative. Can, yes, you can tell. <laughs> it's you so good. Tell. Okay. So Ed, again, we said we were going to talk all today about how to stand out in a noise filled world. This is something you and I were jamming on and I know you've got a lot to bring to the table here. So the reason why we want to talk about this is because there's a few problems that people have when they don't stand out. And when they don't stand out, you're blending in. And so when you're blending in, there's 4 things that we think happen to you. you. You don't get sought out. You don't get paid. You don't have creative freedom, which is what you just talked about. And you don't grow your business. And so fundamentally, standing out, coming up with ways to cut the noise, really, really paint yourself a foundation in, in whatever industry you're in is so, so important. And so we want to jam all about that today. And yeah. Christy, I think there's like, what are some of the things, and Ed, you can contribute to this as we go through these. I think there's just a couple things before we really get into things that people always say, and I know you probably get them in your DMs all the time. We get them in our DMs all the time. And so you're, if you are listening to the show and this is you, listen up uh, yeah. or find yourself in these, because I think everyone said these at one point, but and there's a couple of things that everyone says all the time. Yeah,
1: the everyone's felt these things before. It's like, oh, I feel like I can't succeed in my industry because it's so saturated. There's just so many photographers, so many filmmakers, so many designers, it's so saturated or everyone copies each other. So it's impossible to stand out or, oh, like I can't find my unique style because it just feels like everyone's already done it and there's no room for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're like running out of energy to be consistent, like blending in, standing out means you have to go and stand out and that can kind of be tiring. Yeah, Ed, you're so good at that, but you hear that all the time. People kind of running out of that energy to be consistent and we just, yeah, we see all the time. We hear all the time the pain point of creatives being like, I just don't know how to stand out. It just feels like everyone's doing the same thing. And it sounds like, it. it we know, and it sounds like you've kind of learned to stand out.
0: And I think the biggest problem with this is that we really want to paint. And then, Ed, we're going to digest this problem with you today is when you do not stand out, it's really hard for you to break that like noise barrier that keeps you overlooked. It's almost like there's this bubble around you when you when you start out as a creative and you almost have to like pop the bubble and get outside of the bubble for people to notice you. Um, and I think blending in is the best way to stay in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? So let's just jump right into this with your story Why do you love standing out so much? Why is it something that you think is so important? We love asking the question of why. Whenever we have a topic, an idea in front of us, we always want to go, okay, like why? But why? And if, again, all it takes is one second to click on Ed's socials. I mean, Ed, you've had like awesome growth in the past couple of years on your socials. It's just blown up. People love, love watching your stuff. It's so simple to see when you click on yourself. Oh my gosh, like this dude loves standing out. You're constantly coming up with innovative ways to stand out. Why is standing out so important to you?
2: Yeah, i mean that's a that's a really good question i would say i know you guys echo this a lot in your own content but i'm pretty big on the why as well just like why why this why that and i think that for me when i talk to other people as well i think you have to dive into your why and kind of to make it more simple is are you doing this to make money or are you doing this because you actually love creating like it's kind of a obvious question but you'd be surprised a lot of people they actually are in it for the money and they don't realize it. Like they want to be a Mm -hmm. filmmaker. They say like, I'm a photographer, I'm a videographer. But in reality, they just want to make a comfortable living, not working a day job. So Mm -hmm. if your objective is to make money, then you need to approach your business a little bit differently. Because when your objective is to make money, your fuel of creativity, your fuel of like, being able to be consistent is very low. Very, very low. Because you're just trying to make money. Mm -hmm. And so when you're trying to become like the next YouTuber, the next Instagram influencer, when in reality, you're just trying to make money, it can be very exhausting because you're not doing it for the right reasons. Now, if you're actually enjoying to create and, you know, there's a lot of people, that's where the term starving artist comes from, right? There's the people that, you know, they love to create. They just don't know how to make it into a business. Mm -hmm. If that's your why, then you have to approach your business a, a little bit more aggressively on the creative front mm-hmm. and how to turn it into a business. So I think basically what I'm trying to say is diving into what is your objective and be like brutally honest with yourself. Like, do you actually like picking up a camera and going to that epic location or going and pre-production a set? Do you actually enjoy that? Or do you just enjoy when the invoice is paid? Cause there's mm-hmm. a difference. There is a difference. And I think people have to, like be really honest with themselves and figure out what it is that they want and what it is that they like to do and then once you get from there that's when you can separate yourself from the pack because mm. for me like you were just saying before you know you go to my Instagram it seems like I'm always trying to innovate and that's because I genuinely love the creative process right yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not going on Instagram just to be like oh i just got to post to post cuz you know that's what everyone who is running a business does like they just post to be consistent and stay relevant like i go on instagram because like switch it up i want to offer value that maybe other creators aren't doing i want to like mm-hmm. show different perspectives that other people aren't doing and keep in mind none of this has to do with actually making the money aspect i just genuinely mm-hmm. enjoy like creating these things and i think that's how i've been able to like separate myself so i think basically you know figuring out your why and why exactly you are doing what you're doing and then doubling down on that. Mm.
1: I think that's super cool, Ed. What would you say is when you're talking about, okay, you got to find out your why, you got to figure out what makes you jump out of the bed in the morning. What are those things for you in your business?
0: Yeah. How do you determine that?
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, I feel like I'm grateful. I wish I had something like crazy motivation but to be honest like I don't I'm just an average guy where I just found something that I kind of like doing which is creating content and I'm blessed that I'm decent at it so like Mm -hmm. I definitely would say that my why though and what gets me out of bed is to be honest lately has been just kind of helping other emerging creators and one of my biggest motivation is like I mean Joey, like, okay, we. This is a whole other story, but the way I met Joey too was like we were literally (laughs) in Iceland. Yeah, we were like in Iceland. Met him in a random convenience store, like literally so many miles away from my home, but regardless, like on like the bare (laughs) east coast of Iceland. Yeah.
0: Why didn't we
1: start with this story? I know. Why didn't we
0: start with this story? Yeah, I dude, I walked into this convenience store, texting one of my other friends who was there, which was so random. And then Ed just was like, "Yo, what's up?" And he was with them. I was like,
2: "Oh, yo, what's (laughs) up, bro? Like, nice to meet you. Yeah." So that's like a whole other story. But basically, the two people that I was on that trip, they're pretty big influencers, as Joey knows, you know. But uh, during that time, I realized, you know, I've met so many influencers or quote-unquote influencers or creators and things like that. That word gets muddled down a lot in, in our in our society right now. But I would say, like, during that time, I always thought to myself, like, man, why does it feel like this barrier? What is this, what is this barrier that I'm feeling between people who are, like, here and people who are, like, here? I don't know if it's, mm-hmm. like pride i don't know if it's just like they don't have the time i don't know what it is but i felt like when i was first starting out as a creator i was like crawling my way to where i am now like i didn't Mm -hmm. feel like the resources were there i didn't feel like i had mentors you know i mean of course you have to seek those things out i just felt like i was literally crawling my way Mm -hmm. to where i am now and i think that's what really motivates me and that's what you see kind of in my content is like i don't want someone to be on the other end of my screen feeling that way about me because then i'm just I'm just another Mm. piece in the puzzle from everyone Mm. else. Like I want to be someone where like, you know, Ed, like I don't care how many followers he has, but like he's in the trenches, like with everyone else, like trying to help them, trying to help them make it, you know, like that really motivates me. I'm trying to create resources that were not available when I was trying to make it. And that really motivates me. Yeah.
1: Mm. Mm. Ed, I love what you were just talking about of knowing your why and then also realizing, oh, what am I drawn to? And using those to help you stand out. Rather than thinking, oh, I just need to quickly come up with an idea that's going to be so unique, but instead going, okay, what am I drawn to? How do I dive into that? And how do I push forward and, again, crawl out of the noise barrier? And that's what I'm pursuing, what I love doing. And that's how I make myself unique is going, okay, internally, what do I love? how do I pursue that and how do I pursue that really, really well and stay consistent at that. Mm
0: -hmm. And what drives that? Like I love how you said, oh, like creativity legit drives you or money drives some other people. Mm -hmm. I'm probably more on the side of like the business side, the swinging of finances, the money is what drives me. I love watching that stuff work. And that's why I feel like I, I got into my entrepreneurial journey so early. I love that stuff. That's like the that's actually the create the creative side of me. There's like there's really a lot of creativity totally. in the business side for me. And so I love how you said that. You were like, you just gotta figure out which one of those two you are because each one of those comes with different benefits and different downfalls. Like you said, if you're just driven by money, the creative consistency isn't always going to be there, which is, oh my gosh, so true for me. It's so much harder for me to want to be creatively consistent because mm-hmm. I'm so focused on like, what's the next project? What's the next, this, mm-hmm. what's the next, that, you know, where you're like, oh, it's much easier to be consistent, but that's because you're aware of what's drafting you, which is so cool. Yeah. So for anyone listening to the show, I think that's, that's a great point, Ed, that I think you just surface just through your own story there is before you even get to like yeah. What are you really good at? How, you know, how are you consistent? All those things. It's just like figure out which one of those two you are. Are you driven by money or are you driven by creativity? And neither one of them is right or wrong. They just have different benefits and different mm-hmm. uh, downfalls, which is really cool. Yeah. You
1: approach your, um, approach your business differently. Totally. Kind
0: of and before, yeah. before we go any further, Ed, what do you think some of the, what do you think another benefit? So you said, you know, being creative and being driven by creativity, uh, one of the benefits is you being consistent. What do you think another benefit of that is?
2: Another benefit of being consistent, being
0: creative, like you being fueled by creativity.
2: What's another benefit mm. of that? I would say the the benefit of that is that creativity is um it's subjective. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like you can be creative in your own way that like mm-hmm. a celebrity or influencer you follow cannot. Match, mm-hmm. you know, like well, it's subjective. Just
1: look at modern art. You yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, have
2: you, have you, you ever walked in? Like exactly, a, like, a, like, a, like a banana peel on a wall, and it's yeah, like, yeah. Or like yeah, or like a little like black line on a canvas, or like yeah, a couple million totally. dollars in that museum, you know. So I think that's what I love about creativity is that it's 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 subjective. Like no one, mm-hmm. it, it is like a safe zone that you can create for yourself, whereas business, it's it's not subjective. Like mm-hmm. you either are a millionaire or you're not. And yeah. that can be taxing, you know, because mm. if your goal is to make money and yeah, it's really easy to look at someone else's life and be like, he has the car, he has the money, he has the lifestyle that I want. That is taxing. And that's not in your control because you might not be at a level yeah. that you can control By the way, that. I, by yeah. the way,
0: Ed, I want your forerunner.
2: I do want your forerunner Ed's forerunner is super sick (laughs) and Chrissy knows I'm like oh
0: as soon as I move to Cali we're getting a (laughs) forerunner anyway, anyways uh, keep going that's a great point I love how you just said that creativity is subjective but being in the business world it's often metriced out in a way that's not as exactly and so what I hear you saying is there's some there's some benefits there but there's also some downfalls there being fueled by creativity do you think it's actually much easier to get sometimes discouraged because it's harder to like track out via metrics your growth or your improvement and so a lot of comparison happens there like do you think that's maybe a downfall of being driven by creativity
2: yeah i would say so and i mean i think with with anything in life like literally it could be like creativity it could be relationships it could Mm -hmm. be like relationship between parents relationships with your wife with your girlfriend whatever right there's always going to be room for like comparison with anyone Mm -hmm. and anything. It doesn't matter like with literally anything. You can't escape it. Exactly. So I think like the most important thing that people need to keep in mind is just that creativity is kind of just like the thing that you need to control in your own bubble, right? Like Mm -hmm. only you can touch it, only you can control it and I'm not saying that business isn't relevant like you need to understand I mean we know we're in kind of kind of the creative coaching space like business is, is very very important very but right. the creative aspect I feel like it's just this free roaming area that no one can touch and Don't so it. I know I'm kind of like echoing that but it's just it's just kind of for me I feel like too many people are too hard on themselves when it comes to the creative aspect and If you just from like a kind of side note of what we're talking about is like inspiration, right? Like, where do you draw inspiration from? And like, to be honest, like if you ask me, like my social media is kind of like aggressively curated. Like I do not keep tabs on a lot of people. Like I follow a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but I probably keep tabs on like the same 10 people. And I Mm -hmm. don't bounce out of that because they just they're just not relevant to me right now. Because for me, it's like if I just am watching everyone at my level right? Like, of course, there are some people that it's like, healthy. Like, I love watching your guys' stuff. I love watching, you know, like, Zach or, you know, people that we know in our industry. Like, I that stuff fuels me. But if I'm just, like, watching to watch other people, yeah, it's inspiring, but it doesn't necessarily help me. So actually, I lately, I've been watching a lot of, like, movies. Like, a lot of stuff that's, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I just talked about this on one of my other um, podcasts, but it's just, like, literally, like, when you are on social media, the reason why that's dangerous and you if you don't curate that is because it's too close in reach like you'll see something on social media and you'll immediately think why is that not me because mm. you're like it's it's close but you don't you don't look at like Brad Pitt or some Hollywood movie like why is that not me <laughs> like you know it's i mean you question. might you might but you yeah, don't yeah. do that necessarily cuz you've already separated yourself You know from the realistic aspect of that in a good way like you draw inspiration from it because it's so far ahead you know it's Mm. so far that's why i watch movies i don't really watch too much youtube because movies i break down everything in movies and i'm like that is freaking inspiring because i want to make things that look like that but if i watch a bunch of like youtube videos on cinematic b-roll like it's too close to home for me. I'm just like, I mm. kind of do that right now, but it, this guy is getting way more views than me for no reason. I'm just like, right. why? You know? Draw, so,
1: drawing inspiration. Okay, from this, is, yeah. <laughs> this is
0: fascinating. I'm going to pull a fast one on both of us right now. I think we need to just keep talking to this and fully swap. The episode title, I'm going to change the episode title, Mid-Conversation Right Now. Mid-Convo, as Ed would say, that's his podcast name. If you want to go listen to Ed's podcast, Mid-Convo on iTunes, uh, on Apple Podcasts. Oh, Ed, we're going to have to have you back on the show to talk about what we originally had you on here to talk about, which is how to cut the noise. I think you're you're still on that topic. You're absolutely still on that topic, but you're, you just went super deep into something that I think could actually be its own episode. So let's talk about this how to protect your creative flow. Because that's what Mm. you're talking about, which ultimately leads you to finding your style, which helps you cut the noise. Mm. But, okay, and let's keep talking about this because what I think you just said is fascinating, that you have to curate the world around you to actually draw separation that creates inspiration rather than just competition. Is Mm. that what what you're saying?
2: Yeah, that's basically what I'm saying.
0: Am I on the right point there? Okay. That's fascinating because I think all too much we get stuck. Yeah. Looking at people that are too close to us. We follow our competitors, we analyze our competitors. And what you're saying is that's a fast track to actually burning you out creativity, creativity Mm -hmm. wise, because you're too caught up in competition where if you actually like extend where you're extend your arm to the pots you're trying to reach. And if they're out of reach, it's going to like really, really inspire you, which I think is super cool. I think that I've never heard that. someone explain it that way. That's genius. So, Ed, yeah. wh- give us the story behind that. Like, why did you come to that conclusion? Was there something maybe that happened and you were like, shoot, I got to like reconnect myself to like what I'm doing
2: here. Like, is there a story mm-hmm. behind all that? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think it kind of goes all- overarching, like the whole topic of, you know, standing out and things like that. And for me, like I'm very... um, from my content, I'm not sure if people can notice, but I'm pretty meticulous about what I say, what I do, the colors in my content. Like, yeah, I'm pretty, spe- I'm pretty specific about that kind of stuff. And, yeah, intentional. I guess you could say it's intentional. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just feel like I didn't, I don't have necessarily a problem with comparison. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful, like, I'm not one of those people that really, like, it eats them alive. Nothing like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I know there are some people that do deal with that kind of stuff. But for me, it's like... I've always adopted the mindset of like, you know, shoot for like the moon and you'll land somewhere in the middle. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I've always thought that way. Um, it doesn't matter if it's creativity, it could be business. I always like, why play in this like small pool when you can play up here, just Mm -hmm. gotta like reach for it. And so I think for me, like, that's why I stopped looking at too many like YouTube videos, even like social media posts, like Instagram posts. Like when I was doing photography, that was like a big indicator for me because, you know, I'm sure like Christy, you take amazing photos. I'm sure you guys both do, but it's just like, you see on social media in your niche. It's like, yes, you can like stand out, but like, it's all subjective. Like I said, creativity is subjective, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. all in the same pool because we're Mm -hmm. all in the same app. It's like this hyper-focused area. You know what I mean? And like Mm -hmm. to illustrate, I was thinking about the other day. It's like it's kind of like the whole social class pool you know what i mean it's like let's say you're at like a a car meet right a car meet you know how people do those things they meet up with all their cool cars right yeah and everyone here everyone there has a bmw everyone has like a mercedes everyone's like feeling themselves because they have this like really nice car right Mm -hmm. but then like someone with a ferrari drives up everyone now feels lesser, and the guy with the ferrari is like (laughs) Mm stunting right and Mm -hmm. no one's like why don't i have a ferrari now now they've separated themselves because they're like oh what does this guy do what like they're interested in this guy because no one's like mad that they don't have a ferrari but it's just like that's inspiring they see that they're like what the heck i'm that guy's totally standing out amongst all of us right now right Mm -hmm. and that's just obviously like a materialistic thing and that can really be correlated to anything but that's how i feel when I'm like in this creative industry. Like everyone's talking about how to get 10K on Instagram. Everyone's talking about how to get a million on mm. YouTube. It's like all the stuff that everyone already has. You know, mm. I want to build a vehicle that's like so separate from all this stuff that like I'm creating this zone where I walk into a room, I'm not comparing it to anyone because I'm doing something totally different. Completely it doesn't yeah. even it doesn't even matter. Oh I love this. Yeah. So
0: I love this that's so much. <laughs> cool. I'm so glad we just swapped up on this because this is like such a cool topic. I just wrote something down. I'm just like, man, this is exactly what Ed is talking about. How to stay. Uh, this is this is how you create inspiration to just drive like true creativity, mm, true creativity. Yeah. And I'm sure for anyone listening to this, if you're struggling, this this episode is is now for you. I mean, it was for it's for you before too, but it's it's also now for you. If you're someone who gets creatively burned out, if you're someone who can't find their style. If you're someone who is too wrapped up in comparison because you're watching your competitors too closely, like Ed said earlier, you're reaching into buckets you can already touch rather than reaching out to things you can't yet touch, uh, which drives inspiration, not not comparison. Yeah, exactly. So, wow, this is so yeah. good. So, Ed, what does this look like? What does this look like for somebody who goes, okay, Ed, this is this is brilliant. I know there's going to be people listening to This is brilliant. I want that. And I want to be able to walk into a room, just like you said, and not be compared to anybody because I know I'm already doing something completely different than them. I'm in a different vehicle. How do I get there? What if there's someone you know sitting here asking you that, going, I just do weddings or I just shoot brands and I feel like I'm just like everyone else. What are three tips specifically for that creative, if you have any, to help them, again, create inspiration the right way that's going to drive like really really true creativity which ultimately helps Mm -hmm. build you know a style which builds a voice which cracks the noise which gives them more you know leads which gives them more business and helps them grow their business which is what this show is about so what do you say to those people do you have three tips
2: yeah i would say i would say um i don't know if they're in any like chronological order or anything but i have like a, a couple tips i can give and the first one is you have to curate your social media right like don't just be really intentional, like about your apps. You know what I mean? Don't just Mm -hmm. go on there. Don't post to post. Don't Mm -hmm. scroll to scroll, like be intentional about it. Like go on there with an intent, whether that's to engage with someone that, you know, is in your industry or whether that's to post something meaningful out into the world that you want to maybe impact some people, like be intentional and be aggressive about curating your feed. Now, the second step on that is probably be to actually choose a few people that you do look up to in the industry, right? Like people that are in that bucket we're talking about that you can reach, but it's important that you create like this environment for yourself where it's up You don't want to be like a lone soldier, mm-hmm. right? Like if you yeah. d- only, if you don't have like a group of people that you can, you know, hit up, me with our relationship that i have with you guys or me with other Mm -hmm. people like you need those kind of um relationships in order to grow as a creative right Mm -hmm. it's kind of like having different levels to your friend group right but definitely have like i would say but keep it under 10 like do not Mm -hmm. try to have like a hundred people you keep tabs on that's exhausting like i forgot where i heard it but it was like our human brains they were not designed to have a million people keep in contact it's just we're designed like back in the day before this cell phone stuff like you have your family you have people in your local city and that is it and Mm -hmm. we did not we were not designed to have the validation of this many people so Mm -hmm. you know going back to kind of like our roots like create this environment that's just human which is Mm -hmm. keep Mm -hmm. it under 10 people and the next thing after that would i would say like um, if you're a creative, which I know a lot of the people listening to this are, but this can really apply to any industry is like start doing some more research on historical people who have really slayed in your industry. I'm not talking mm. about influencers. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. the people you watch that have <laughs> not like- the influencers. <laughs> no, no. And like, I know that I kind of use that word like in a negative way and it's not necessarily a bad thing. But what I mean by that is like, don't just look at people on YouTube who have a million followers or an Instagram account that has 50K, 100K. I'm talking about like, look at people in history that have made like iconic photos or look mm. at cinematographers that have made like epic movies. Like even me, like I, I, I had like a we all deal with inf- what is it called imposter syndrome once yes, in a while. Of course. And the other day I was just like, you know what? Like I call myself a filmmaker and I can't even name ten cinematographers off the top of my head. Like <laughs> like real cinematographers. I'm talking yeah, about like yeah, yeah. the Christopher like Christopher Nolans, the Roger Deacons, like people who have made like epic films and yeah that is a problem fundamentally right there like Mm. and i think that people like what they should take away from that is like if you're in an industry separate yourself from the social pack kind of going going, like earlier about the whole like separating yourself yeah and look at people who have like made change in history though like they've made a movie that has changed the landscape Mm -hmm. of filmmaking forever Mm -hmm. like look at those kind of people as like your north stars for example and take inspiration from those and stop looking at like this pool of like people who are just relevant today Mm. in today's society because it's not yeah like for me like i i've recently been looking up you know like the people who made inception um this is just like a little bit like geeky thing but like he he christopher nolan has made films at three different budgets his first film was at six thousand dollars which was the following and the next one i think was at like a couple like six million or something and inception was like a 130 or 160 million dollar budget but Mm. it broke down that he kept his tactics the same throughout all three budgets and like mm-hmm. seeing the way this guy like views the lens seeing the way he views cinematography like it inspired me so much more than hopping on youtube and being like how to get a cinematic b-roll sequence yeah you know what oh, i mean yeah. like it's just yeah. different puke different pool. Yeah. so of course if you strive for this you're going to be so much far farther yeah. ahead than right. the whole that. youtube right. world so yeah that's, that's kind of where cool. i'm at with the three stars okay. uh,
1: And I love what you said because I feel like as I'm just thinking about it, I'm like, we need to simplify and upgrade our intake. So the things that we let in, we need to simplify it. So stop spending all your time scrolling through Instagram, looking at everyone in your social pack, what they're doing. You also need to upgrade what you're intaking. So instead of just going, okay, looking around to my peers or to the social, look instead to people who have done it so well. It's the same thing as when you're reading. If you just only read like second grade chapter books, like that's the level that you're at. But if you start reading novels, you start upgrading, you start upgrading your content that you're putting in, that's what's going to come out. And I love what you're talking about of simplifying it. Simplifying, okay, who do I follow even? Who am I talking to? What am I doing? What am I intaking? Because that's going to leave you too full to stay hungry for creativity. So if you don't have a hunger to be creative, it means you're intaking way too much. Or you're Mm -hmm. just intaking crap, honestly. Mm -hmm. Totally. I'm going to reiterate those
0: three points because I wrote them down just for everyone to really think about. This is what Ed just dropped. These were bombs. These are so good. So this is all about how you can create inspiration to drive more creativity. Be aggressive about intentional social use. Those are two words he said. Aggressive and intentional. Mm -hmm. So be intentional with how you use social media and then add aggression to that to make sure that that intention comes across really clear. Whether that's getting rid of apps you don't need, following less people, muting people that are really just noise and distracting you, which I love. Don't be a lone soldier. Number two, create a pack, get away from the social world and create a pack, a social pack of 10 or less of people you can really keep tabs on. And then look at the past, who and what worked. Mm -hmm. So don't look at YouTube. Don't look at that stuff. Look at the past, people who have been like fundamentally changing where we are today from the past, who were they and what worked? I think that stuff's so cool, Ed. Um, Mm -hmm. Those are Mm -hmm. bombs about how you can create inspiration to drive true creativity, which I think is sweet. So, uh, Ed, we'll wrap up with this question then. When it comes to all of this stuff, again, the point of the show is helping people break the creative struggle, which you've done really, really well today. You've helped them break it quite literally creative-wise. And then also, Doing that is going to help someone break it, also in in the business sense, which is what we're all about, and in breaking them through that struggle that people often find themselves in. So here's the last question: How do you want to encourage people to break the creative struggle, and why does it matter? So why is breaking the creative struggle so so important? I try to my like like in a general sense, like just for yeah, me personally, like, like why well, that's important maybe personalize it like why yeah. was breaking the creative struggle for you those so many years ago before mm-hmm. we even met in Iceland like mm-hmm. why why was that something you knew you had to do and why is mm-hmm. it worth it
2: i think like just something i would want to tell everyone who's listening to this podcast as far as like why you want to do this and why you should be investing into yourself whether that's listening to this podcast right now for the past 30 minutes or whether that's investing into a course or anything like that a masterclass it's really important to really like Break through those things because I feel like life is just a collection of memories, right? Like, and I think the whole, I mean, this is like more of like a a deeper topic. I just feel like fundamentally like the systems that are in place right now around the world, America, especially like, I think the systems are broken. That's more of like, just it's a sense of like where we come from, like childhood, like it is designed to like put us through this system that we call school so that parents don't have to put, watch their kids so parents can go work nine to fives then they take care of the kids and then the kids now fill the place of their parents with the nine to fives and it's just this ongoing cycle of where we've been as an economy and and the one thing that i think i do want to mention to everyone is that like breaking through is not for everyone and i know that's hard to Mm -hmm. hear but not everyone is cut out to be a digital entrepreneur not everyone is cut out to run their own business like and I know this sounds really messed up because I do believe in like equality and everyone like crushing it, but the reality is like someone needs to flip the burgers at McDonald's. That's just true. <laughs> that sucks, but I'm just saying it's true. So what I'm like, take that with a grain of salt, but also understand that like, do not just be another chess piece in the economy. Like create your own path, create something that's like meaningful, something that will separate you from the rest. And I feel like, when you understand that like you cannot follow traditional methods to get there, you will start to start breaking through all these barriers, whether that's creatively business things like do not follow the the trends, just go with what you feel like is best and make it your own. And I feel like you will create like crazy gains in your life, just from a business creative standpoint that you did not know were possible. And that's Mm. exactly how it was for me. Like when I quit Mm. my job, i was like okay like i love my job and honestly there are a lot of people out there that love their job too like i loved my job before i quit but mm. man if you ask me now like if i had to wake up tomorrow and go back to that job i would be like whoa like that mm. I, I cannot envision myself going back to that mode because i basically outgrew it you know i just basically outgrew it like there's, you cannot put me back in that place it's like when you make when you go to the gym and you get to a certain physique like and you know that you've been there before you you str- you keep going trying to go back to that you, you cannot go back to your old self and so I think people who are like in their current state right now just try to break out of that because as every time you break through a new barrier you cannot go back so it's just these gains and gains and gains and then the life is just a collection of all these gains right it's just compound compound mm-hmm. effect you know mm-hmm. so that's just what I have to Very say cool. to everyone baby steps but baby steps over this course of 80 years of your life is really important yeah hopefully hopefully more than 80
0: actually but yeah yeah (laughs) true true (laughs) that's That's good man i love that dude well um ed thank you for being on the show today super fun uh again you're a you're a great friend and um you're a great first first guest on the show (laughs) and it just it just would be this this episode where we switched the entire episode we trajectory always, halfway through. And I love it.
1: We always tell people we only do one take. We don't redo things. We don't so redo things. Just, you're just here with us on the ride, Ed. So, so if you made it here, it. if you made
0: it here, big thank you from us. I'm sure yes. Ed would say thank you to you as well mm-hmm. for hitting that, hitting that little beat change with us midway through. But uh, Ed, again, thanks for being here, bro. Uh, we yeah. appreciate you. We're cheering you on. Uh, Ed, last question. Where can people find you?
2: You can find me on Edward Lee Films that's edward and then L E E films uh instagram it's kind of my handle for everything i've been going on youtube a bit more but i also have a podcast too so if you guys want to hear more yeah. of me chat okay. you, i gotta get you guys on the podcast yeah we but we'll definitely up the topic check later. it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah mid mid convo on the yeah. yeah. mid convo <laughs> podcast we'll switch up the topic <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> exactly yeah mid convo <laughs> but uh other than that yeah edward lee films and that's really it sweet dude Mm, awesome dude well thank you I just said dude twice thank you dude I'm gonna keep saying it for being on the show
0: today again we will uh, hopefully the world opens up soon and we can come hang out definitely Definitely. thanks for having me guys appreciate it peace